picture. Andrew told me, but I didn't believe him at first. He's the Messiah. I know it sounds impossible, but I, I saw it with my own eyes. He made boatfuls of fish appear out of nowhere. And the words he spoke, the one John told Andrew was the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, it was him. And then, and then he called me to follow him. And Andrew, James, and John to go where he goes and, and to learn from him. And he said that I wouldn't be a fisherman anymore, but that I would catch people instead. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I'm sure what I saw. He's the one we've been waiting for all our lives. And I want to quit fishing and leave the sea behind to go. I know, I know, I know it makes no sense, and I knew it would make you upset. All I can tell you is that this is. Upset. travel sometimes. I don't want you to feel abandoned. You have to go with him. How could I feel abandoned? I feel saved. Yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna be easy. When have we ever had anything easy? <laughs> it's not our people's way. going to help me? I actually could watch you do that all day. Wash your feet. <laughs> I'm so excited. We have the coolest guest today. My palms are a little bit sweaty. I'm not going to lie. They are really? Yes. Okay. She's so cool. Her name is Lara Covino, and she is on The Chosen. She's Peter's wife, Eden. We were just talking about this amazing part that she just is so emotional and raw and how she played that part so well. I mean, this is the coolest interview. And The Chosen is an incredible show. If you have not watched yeah. The Chosen, uh, if, you are, if you are slightly tainted or whatever by like past christiany type of shows or films because sometimes they aren't all that like sometimes faith-based shows aren't to the highest quality yeah you yeah. i knew you'd say that much more nicer yeah. than i would because i would just be like <laughs> they're dumb um <laughs> you're better than me <laughs> but um yeah this is not like that this is very very like emotional and just heartwarming and real and well written yes. well acted yes and just it, everything is zero cheese value. zero cheese factor right yeah 
zero cheese factor in this. And so you've got to write, and I think one of the only ways you can watch it is on the app, right? Yeah, that you can get it totally free on the app, the mm -hmm. chosen app. Yeah, you just download the yeah. app because you know you watch everything on your phone anyways. So you might as well just get this app and watch this. Because I know season one is on Prime for free, but then when you get to season two, you have to start renting them. Oh, okay. And it's on YouTube, but you also have to pay on YouTube. Oh, but if you really? get the yeah, if you get the app, it's just, totally free. Just get the app. Yeah. And then when you want to open net, move the Netflix app away from the front page. Put the chosen app on the front page. When you have 10 extra minutes, you're gonna want to watch this and you won't be able to stop. And the opening song is cool too. Oh, I know. I love it. I even at some of my corporate events, I've heard this song Have you? for openings. It's yep. so amazing. So please, please enjoy this interview with Lara Cavino as much as we did. You are going to love her. All right, Lara, thank you so much for joining us today on Hardy Party Five and a Half. We're so glad to have you. The Chosen has my heart. I watch that show. I love it. Yeah. Scott can't watch it without crying every I really, time. Oh, every Scott. episode I cry. Every episode. <laughs> I really do. He's always That's a great thing. tearing up. It's such a good, good show. And so we want to know more about you, though, specifically. Tell us how you got into acting. So I got into acting a little bit later, I feel like, than most people did. Um, I was just at a, at a period where I didn't know what I really wanted to do. Um, I was going to college for, um, I wanted to either be like a nurse or um, um, either go into like microbiology as well mm -hmm. in college because I was really good at all my sciences and loved the labs and all that, all of that. Um, but I just kind of felt um, really out of place and just not in a good headspace. And I, I also too, like I, it's, it's interesting because I can't talk about how I found acting without talking about how I found God too, because oh, yeah. it, it all connects and I wouldn't have one without the other, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at that time I just, um, was feeling really depressed and, um, you know, I feel like had I been seeking God and had I been confident, um, I think that I would have just maybe switched my major, but I just, um, I stopped going to college and it made me feel like even more of a failure and a quitter. And so mm -hmm. then I just, um, you know, started working and trying to make money because I needed to, you know, pay my rent and everything. So I was bartending a lot. I was serving a lot. And then um, I just felt like I was missing something. And around the same time, I I started to, um, I was dating a, a guy who was Christian and he started inviting me to church with him and his family. And um, it didn't all quite click until I realized that I like was missing a calling as well. And like one of my friends had asked me like, you know, what, what were you doing the last time you felt truly happy? And I had to think back like to elementary school when I was like doing plays and dances and performances and, you know, doing that. And, um, and that was a long time to kind of go through life with just thinking that that's like some kind of distant thing that I can't really, you know, go for. And, um, and so she, really encouraged me to like, just try it and go for it. I was 24 or 23 years old when I, you know, got into my first acting class and I just wow. remember showing up and like, it was a small little theater and just feeling like this is where I belong. Like everything in me was like on fire. I felt like almost like a spiritual, like alignment, like every, yeah. like my soul, everything was like on fire. And then, um, 
yeah, from there, I just, I kept going and I kept learning and started learning about the business. And then you just kind of like find your way. There's no, like, you know, with acting, there's no like ABC leads right, you right. to yeah. D, but, um, where were yeah. you living then? Where were you living when you went to that? Yeah, I was living in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's where oh, I grew okay. up. And, um, yeah, I, I went to, um, a small theater in Davie, Florida. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So where did you actually grow up? I was in Fort Lauderdale. So I was born in Brazil. Yeah. I was born in Brazil. And then, um, my mom, when I was around three years old, my mom left me in Brazil when she didn't like leave me, but she left (laughs) for a better life. Right. So she was like with the American dream and she moved to, um, Miami, Florida. She got her visa and she, I I stayed with my grandma. And so in the, the three years that my mom was here in America. She just did what she could like, just wash dishes, like try to find work and, um, anywhere that she could. And she ended up meeting my dad who I consider my dad. He raised me. Um, but she met him in South Florida and they fell in love. They got married. They had my brother. And then like having that established, like was able, they were then able to come back and get me to bring me back to the States. And that's where I grew up with, um, my brother's dad, and um, my two sisters, and they have their their moms. So it's a, it's a yeah. crazy family tree in itself. So, <laughs> yeah. but it works. It works. Yeah. And then, yeah, eventually you got you found your way to Atlanta. Eventually, yeah. I honestly was called to come here too. It was one of yeah. those things where I took a leap of faith. I around the same time, like I said, I, that I was taking continued to go to church, and it was then that like I I just knew you know, the guy that I was dating at the time, we didn't end up working out, but it's like, God had a purpose in, in, you know, putting him and his family in my life at that time, because I really would have gone blindly without, and just like, who knows where I would be honestly. And Mm -hmm. before I left, I just remember him asking me, he came to say his goodbyes, my, um, the guys dating at the time. And, you know, it was like that, that true moment of like surrender, because he, asked me, he's like, you know, I know that we're, you know, we're not together. That's fine. But like, I don't, you want like God's help and guidance and all of this. Like you're going to move to a place that you've never been to before going after what seems an impossible dream. Like, why wouldn't you want that? You know? And even though I was going to church every Sunday, I'd never quite given my life and my heart and and said the very special, you know, prayer that saves you. Uh So Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I, it's like Jesus's spirit had me like lovingly pinned down. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I, I can't do this without him. You're right. Like, so that began like my journey of just finding my faith and, you know, finding my way through this crazy industry and (laughs) God has really been just like helping me. And his hand has been all over my life since. When it's so cool that he used like an ex-boyfriend to get you to, you know what I mean? (laughs) I know. You wouldn't think it would happen that way. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, I, at first I used to be kind of like, I felt weird kind of like sharing that part, but like a lot of girls or guys can, you know, young, especially they can um, relate to that where like you date people that are, some are great for you. Some are lessons, some are this or that you know, they may not be the one, but there's some, there may be something there. And it's not anything to be ashamed of. Right. Yeah. 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 So you mentioned the crazy industry and I know you've done a lot of commercials. So Mm -hmm. what is like going into a commercial like, and is there like one or two that like, this is the craziest product I've ever heard of, or what am I doing here? (laughs) Right. 
Oh my gosh. So yeah, commercials are fun, right? They're not like, they're not like these in-depth characters that you have to like yeah. deep, deep to find. You don't need to know your motivation. <laughs> no, you're just like, let me, <laughs> let me memorize. Let me improv. Let me just be me. Right. That's the best that you can do. Um, and while still being relatable and, and everything. But I remember when I first started acting the, for the most part, especially in South Florida, there was not much film and TV for me to audition for, especially starting out. So I kind of got my toes wet with commercial auditions. And that was so scary because it was all, they were all in person. And um, it just felt so weird because you needed to like create this scene like oh pretend you're at a barbecue and you've got this guy over here they're coming with floaties and then they're like directing all this to you and you're just like but this is a room that's really scary and it's like (laughs) here and there's just like this camera there and now I'm supposed to create all of this Uh so it took you know it took some some practice but um I one of the first things I booked was this crazy do you remember when those like little trampolines that you use to work out yes like have a little little bar yeah so that was like in 2014 or something like that when they first kind of like started coming out with those and I remember getting on set and we had to record me like on this thing and I just was like this is so weird and like you know they want you to like um you know smile like you're having such a good workout and you're just like I am not. This is so bad. But There's nothing happening here. It, nothing happening yet. And then one of the weirdest products was I had to put on these, these like tight pair of like spanks, but the spanks had like a big padding on the booty. And like, honestly, I'm, you know, if you want to wear those awesome, <laughs> great, um, more power to you guys. But like, I, it just was so funny to me that I had to put this on because it didn't match like you know my the rest of you ate the rest of me at all so I was just like wow <laughs> <laughs> so this is how it's done channeling so your was- JLo yes <laughs> it was funny. such a good time that's so hilarious <laughs> so now you you're on the chosen and this is just a crazy show because it's like a grassroots show it's like totally outside of Hollywood and I read that there's been like 160 million hits online. Right. And then I looked at the app today and there's been like 275 million hits. On yeah. The app. And it just keeps counting. Yeah, you can yes. like when I was Live looking, it was, just, it was counting up and I'm it's like, sticking. oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So, so cool. I mean, it's just totally amazing. So how did you get involved with The Chosen? How was the audition process and all that? So the audition process for me Um, honestly, the way I even found out about the chosen, I think was a little bit different than most actors. So a lot of the times your agents or your managers find a project that you may fit in and they will then submit you on it. And if they will, you know, if the casting director wants you to read for it, they'll pick you, you get your, your sides, you read for it on it goes. But for me, um, so it was honestly, God, putting my community together and trying connecting the dots for me. So I had a really small agent, um, in Atlanta when I first moved and, um, they actually didn't know about the chosen. They didn't submit me. It was also coming out of LA and we're here in Atlanta, especially being a smaller agent, they're not going to really know about it. But, um, three years prior to the chosen, um, I met a, a girl, named Taylor Kalupa. She's now one of my best friends. And through mutual acting friends, we, we met up here in Atlanta. She was filming a a faith-based show. Um, and 
we met, we just connected, we clicked. I just admired her and her like career that she had going for herself. You know, she was filming a feature film, like a faith-based one. I thought it was so cool. Plus she just like beamed light, you know, like just wasn't ashamed of talking about her faith. And I was like, oh, I want in on that. She's so great. So we became really good friends. She moved back to LA and we still stayed in contact. And um, Taylor starts working at an office, um, a casting office in LA for Beverly Holloway. And sure enough, that turns out to be the office that the chosen used to cast, um, to cast the show. Yeah. And so when the, the breakdowns, the breakdowns are like all of the, you know, the roles that come out, she saw the role of Mary Magdalene and Taylor thought of me and she was like, Hey, um, you know, would you be interested in this? Like this is really awesome project that they're coming out with. And I think you'd be great. Like for, for the role of Mary Magdalene, like, do you want to read for it? I can send it to your agent. Um, and that way they can kind of like, you know, give it to you. And so I was like, yeah, sure. So she sent it to me. I, um, I read for Mary Magdalene first And I remember just like seeing it and just like loving the script and just really feeling like, wow, this is so well-written. I've never read for something, a character like this, especially like faith-based too. And and, um, it was really awesome. And then I, I sent in the audition and Taylor didn't even tell like the casting director that she knew me because she didn't want, you know, it to look, you know, any kind of like weird. So um but Beverly Holloway, she saw my, my tape and, um, she liked it and she sent it to Dallas. Dallas loved it. He just quite, he just didn't quite see me for Mary Magdalene. Um, like he was like, I like, I like her. I really do. I just feel like she could probably play maybe, maybe play Eden. And so then I, I had to audition for that as well. And, um, and yeah, I mean, uh, I, I ended up booking, Eden, which is amazing. And here I am. It's crazy. Every time I tell it, I'm like, wow, my mind is still blowing. (laughs) Like I would have never known about the show. Had I not met Taylor, had she not been filming a faith-based show, had I not been in Atlanta, like, and then she goes back to the office that's casting it. So yeah. And then she ends up working for it. Like, it's just, God was in control. It's like, I was meant to play this role. No one else was meant to play it, even though they saw actors all up and down, you know, California and I'm sure Texas and other States, but like, you know, it still feels surreal that like little me, like (laughs) I I booked it. Well, you, you play it brilliantly. Oh yeah. (laughs) Thank you. And what's interesting, you talked about like the quality sometimes of faith-based stuff is not quite to the quality that you would hope it would be. Right. But like this just blows it out of the water as far as how well it's written and how personal it is. Yeah. Like they've made it very personal. Absolutely. And it's just like at another level, like for faith-based stuff, for sure. Is that why you think it struck such a chord with people? Is that? Yes. I was going to say that's why so many people have fallen in love with it because it shows the human aspects of it. And it allows us as creators, as artists, as actors to like make these characters come to life. And so people that have grown up in the faith, reading their Bibles, reading these same stories that they've heard over and over again, now have like this visual, um, which is so, so cool. And I think it's like one of the 
craziest things. Like not me personally, but I know some of the other castmates, um, they have gotten messages saying like, you know, when I read, when I read in my Bible and I'm reading, you know, either something, a story about Mary Magdalene or anything about, or anything about Matthew, or even, even in the chapter Matthew, like they picture the actors. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine like for Jonathan Rumi plays Jesus, like they picture him, his face and he's like, Oh my goodness. that is. (laughs) There's no pressure there. Yeah. Yeah, It's a lot to take in, but I mean, that's what it's done. It's just kind of helped people, I think, dig deeper into their faith deeper in their Bibles. Cause they're like, wait a minute. Even my husband who, um, he was raised Catholic and he was just like, you know, going to, to, to church and Catholic school. Like I've never quite understood these stories really. And it made him, once he saw it, he's like, wait, I don't remember that happening. Like, that's kind of cool. And even though the writers, like they take, they take what's already in the Bible and kind of just make this, this awesome like world of, well, this could have happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then it makes you go back and read that part so it's right well that's what i like at the beginning of the show it does say this is based on the bible we've we've taken some dramatic license but we want you to read it for yourself so yeah yeah Yeah. the part i think that i love that's um that's kind of i think brought it to life is the humor like yeah there's so much funny in it honestly matthew's hilarious but there's yeah but there's so much humor and i mean that's that there's humor in life, you know? Right. And so it's not just, that it just brought all the sadness or any, you know, the hard stuff, but I mean, it's funny too. Well, and God made humor. So you would think Jesus yeah. was probably pretty humorous, yeah. you know? Yes. And I love those little moments where he like says little things to them. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, he probably did because exactly. that's how people talk to each other. That is. Yeah. Exactly. He it's not like an English life. actor reciting poetry or something. <laughs> right. You know? It's yeah. yeah. It's not just like the 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 so a lot of the show is filmed in texas like in weatherford which is just an hour away from us real close yeah. so we want to know what your favorite what's your favorite thing about texas Oof. Oh, my favorite thing about Texas. Well, it's the heat. I, the right? first thing, well, yeah, the heat is great, right? Well, we're I'm used to the heat too because South Florida is really hot too. Uh, yeah, it's true. Well, Atlanta is nasty too. Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta yeah. gets pretty That's hot true. as well during the summer. Um, no one really calls it hot Atlanta, I guess, but yep. I do. I did. I did oh, when yeah. I moved here. Yeah. So um I do I do love like the food. Um and I do love the accent too. And I love country music. So, and I know like, you know, a lot of like Texans, they love their country music and I do yeah, too. So, and, do. and just the people, I felt so welcomed. Um, yeah. Everybody was really, really supportive of us and the show and just in general, really, really. Yeah. Okay. So you did secure the role of Eden and tell us like how you prepared for, for her role. Like, how do you prepare to play her? So I took it as um, how, I pre- how, I, how I would prepare for anything that I would audition for. And that just kind of started with um, trying to connect with this woman. So for me, all I can do is bring out my honest truth, the, the parts of me that can make her come to life, you know, how I would really genuinely react to the situation, to what's going on, to um, try to bring in some real life moments that maybe I have gone through that I can draw from. um, And, and then just figuring out like, okay, well, who, 
we know a lot about Simon Peter, right? We know there's a lot written about him. There's not much written about Eden. Um, When I say like characteristics wise of like, we can kind of see how Simon Peter was stubborn. We can see that he was, you know, a little bit more, um, you know, more bold and also just like protective of of Jesus as well. So it's like, well, what kind of woman (laughs) would marry this man? And like, (laughs) what would she need to have to like, build him up too, yeah. and also be his rock. Like what kind of wife would, would need to, would she need to be? And so that's how I started like creating her based off of like me. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's cool. Yeah. So you and Shair Isaac, did I say his first name, right? Shahar. Shahar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Y'all are amazing together. Thank like you. I, especially in season one, there's some scenes where I just tear up because it's just a beautiful portrait of marriage in general. And it's like, so how, how did y'all generate that kind of chemistry and just how do y'all work so well together? How did it happen? I mean, it was a mix of like beautiful casting (laughs) because they did such a good job with casting. Yeah, The writing does a lot of the work for us, to be honest. Um, And then the work that we do and bring in, like did it and also like that little magic that happens on on set and um just initially just meeting Shahar too he was just so kind and so welcoming and so respectful and just like communicative and wanted to know like you know just let me know if if this if this works or if that doesn't like just you know let's let's talk it out and like he wanted to get to know me as well rather than just like oh hey nice to meet you okay great now we have the scene it was more like you know we got we had some time to like talk about like well where are you from and you know kind of set that up so that you're not feeling like it's a complete stranger so you have something to like kind of connect with and all you need is a little bit to then you know as an actor you can then like make that bigger and and then you know, I would a lot of times like have to plug my own like husband in there, you know, yeah. like <laughs> while yeah. um, acting with him while still being in the moment. And it's just one of those things that happens for me. Like I had to pray a lot. Like I couldn't have, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, this is the biggest role I've booked. This is a lot of dialogue. Like, am I ready for this? I mean, I guess I am because God has literally like pushed me in here. So <laughs> Um, your time to shine yeah, and I'm, yeah exactly I'm like I can't you you're not gonna let me fail right like I have I don't know what I'm doing so I'm just gonna pray and give it to God because I yeah. was like I don't know what is gonna happen <laughs> how am I here and most of the time that's the best place to be is like I don't know what I'm doing or how I'm gonna do it and you have to rely on God right so yeah. I think that's why he puts us in those situations because yep. then you give the glory in the right place right yeah, yeah. exactly I absolutely think that that is why I am like here and why I'm finding like my purpose and also like this this whole the story of like me being coming an actor mm-hmm. with God like in in his with his hand in it it's um yeah, it's why yeah. I have to tell the story and why he's kind of made it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So season one, episode four, you have this little bit of a standoff with Peter and every wife and woman out there is like, you go. <laughs> oh, Eden. Yeah. Simon, it's been a month since you have visited. This Eden. is really bad time. Told me what kind of man are you? punching me. Yeah. Where's the honor in this? Huh? If Simon says it's a bad time, he has good reason it's a bad time. Avram, Jeho, please go be with your Ima or go outside. Please, please listen to me. Look, a few days ago, I looked you in the eyes and I lied. 
What do you mean? If I don't catch a ton of fish or get some help somehow, they'll arrest me. Or kill you. So that's why we can't take your Ima. It's just not possible. No, right? she has nothing to do with this. I would not let you punish her for your sins. Eden, you can't do this alone. can't tell me what I can or can't do. You have had your eyes closed around here, and God is with me, even if you aren't. Sorry. Where is your faith? And faith isn't gonna get me more fish. I am talking about long before tonight. You've been different. Before it was gambling and trying to do everything yourself. The popular Simon, fixing everything and charming everyone all by yourself. And fishing on holy days without even thinking about it with no respect for our God. We can break a commandment to save a life, our lives. That is why you are stuck and you feel desperate and now you're off to try to fix it yourself again. Oh, go. I don't want you here tonight anyway. I'm sorry. I know you're sorry. I know. And I'm, I'm glad you're at least honest with me. But no more talking. Maybe God can get your attention now. I know. I, I watched it again and again, and I was like, "This girl, yes, everything about her." So tell us, like, oh, and I'm a, I'm totally crying with her. Too, yeah, he's yeah. crying, but yeah. I mean, but I'm like, uh, like I'm a little proud, you know. I'm like, yes, girl, go go get that, yes. <laughs> and so he is, you know, you're 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 kind of upset with him, and he is, you're just missing the husband that you once had, and so that was. Like the most, is that the most emotional scene you've had in The Chosen? I think it has. And so tell, tell us, tell us about that. Tell us how you, how you, how do you do that? How did I do that? Um, I did the, the best that I could as far as preparation goes. And that just includes all of, you know, the, 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 the work, right. The acting. Um, and again, like I remember being on set and like, I knew my lines, I knew what I needed to feel. Right. Cause I was like drawing from like my audition. Okay. Well, what did I do for my audition? Right. Cause my audition actually had that scene Yeah. and I had to think about, um, <laughs> this is going to sound so sad, but like my parents growing up would argue a lot uh-huh. and, um, I just, you know, I remember like my mom and like her strength and her vulnerability and like her, just her presence. And, um, I had to really draw from that because at the time, like I hadn't gone through that, that much emotion with with a spouse. Like I wasn't married yet. Like my husband and I were dating, but like, we didn't fight like that, you know, like that, (laughs) not like that. And so, um, I, it was, it was tough to like bring myself to that place of like how hurt my mom had been and like, you know, the things that happened in their marriage. And so I felt that I needed to like bring the situation justice for a lot of women Uh that are married and have gone through some, some tough times with their spouse. And so I, even though I was saying the words that I was saying, I was thinking about 
the things that like, like my dad had like done to my mom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how hurt she was. And so Mm -hmm. that all came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I made it all real. And then when you're on set too, I was just, I remember praying because like take after take, it's a lot to like keep. How many takes did you, do you remember how many takes you had to do of that? So we did a couple of takes, you know, when, when you do, you do the wide and then you do two or three takes, we did Shahar's coverage. And then finally it was like another, I think it was like two to three takes on my coverage. And I remember it was the very last, um, we thought that we had it right. We, we did the take. It felt, it felt good. It felt fine. But there was like a moment where it was my super close up. Oh, I'm so sorry. My alarm is going off. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, and it was, uh, it was the second to last take. And we thought we had it. Dallas was really happy with it. I felt okay about it. Um, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I feel like we've got it. It's fine. And then our, our director of photography was, there was like a moment where I could see in the corner of my eye, he had sort of a hiccup that he kind of wanted to push in, in a moment that I was having, but he didn't quite get it. And so he was like, ah, Dallas, I feel like I kind of want one more for me, like just technically wise, like a lot of your performance was great, but just like, I'm going to just do something different. And I was like, you know what, Akis, his name is Akis. I'm like, I got you. I know what you need. And I got like, I, I know what I need to do as well. Like for yeah. me to feel like, yes, that was an awesome take and not just a good take. And I yeah. literally got on my knees and I prayed and I was uh-huh. like, like, whatever it is that I, I need, God, please just give it to me. Help me do Eden justice. Help me like get yeah. through the scene. And I, I felt it. And I just like, I got up and we did it. And I remember like, I finished my line or that my la- my whole thing, my last yeah. line, I finally finished it. And I, the whole room, it was a tiny little house, right. in Simon, Simon and um, Eden's home. And I just remember like everybody that was in there, like everyone was silent. Wow. And then all you hear, you heard, damn. (laughs) (laughs) And it kind of like broke us out of it because it was such an intense. It was such an intense. But yeah. And that ended up being the one that made the. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Does it happen a lot on set? Do you see like where people stop and and pray before there's before a scene? Is that a common occurrence? Or maybe not? I don't for for the chosen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they may maybe to themselves. Yeah. Like, I know I do sometimes yeah. I'll go off to, you know, before a take right. or something, mm-hmm. I'll go and I'll, I'll just yeah. kind of tell myself, I don't think I, I haven't seen anybody like yeah. get on my knees. Like I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need help. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I did, there was a moment I just, I was like, I, I, I need to do this. And yeah. Girl, you killed that. Oh, scene. you totally nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You killed that. Scene. So the cast, y'all seem like you're really a family. And especially yeah. I think part of that is because it's so grassroots, like you feel like you're doing your own thing. Yeah. So it's like this cool like team you have. So what do the other cast members mean to you? And just to have that um, family. They're family. I mean, they yeah. really are my brothers and my sisters. Um they're they're amazing like we have a huge group chat on whatsapp and all of us are in there and so that's so cool when yeah like not everybody chimes in all at once but like you'll have these little you know these little conversations sometimes people will want like you know prayers or or positive vibes send us like all you know good stuff because i'm up for this role or um you know my aunt is is um struggling with her health like can you guys say a 
you know, send her prayers and, and send her um, well wishes and stuff like that. Like keep her in your thoughts. And um, yeah. so we update each other on a lot. Like we, we just empower each other too, with other things in life that's going on. And um, I just love them so much. Yes. So Jeremiah 33, three says, call to me and I will tell you great and searchable things, which you do not know. And I always say that's God's telephone number, but you actually have Jesus's telephone number. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, I do. yeah. <laughs> Dude, we have selfies together too. So. <laughs> That's right. Who has a selfie with Jesus? Who has I mean, a selfie with Jesus? It made me think when you were talking about that, it made me think what what would have been like if the disciples would have had like texting, like <laughs> yeah. they were in a text group. Right. And Imagine. it made me think of in the show how when they interact, like, you know, they have disagreements. And we kind of read it in the Bible and we kind of read over it. But when the when y'all are really like embodying those characters, you realize like they were really talking sassy to each other, probably. Yeah. You know, oh, and, yeah. especially like, a group of men. Like, yeah, yeah. This, this wasn't a warm fuzzy of, oh, sure. John, oh, I'm so sorry. It was like, yeah. man, you're it's a jerk. Real. You know, they yeah. were talking like normal people. Nobody wants to hang out with Matthew. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, and I, I love that character, how they made him, oh, it's just, so cool yeah. yeah a lot and of people are confused by that and dallas explains it so well like a lot of people are confused like oh why is matthew um um autistic sort of yeah. like, why is he yeah. on the spectrum and and dallas explains it way better than i ever could but you know matthew was very meticulous and also too like i know um that dallas has had a lot of uh, interactions with people on the spectrum. And so he was able to really pick up when you dive deep into the, into Matthew and see who he was, like he had those tendencies to, to possibly yeah. be. So, um, yeah, that was an awesome, bold choice. And I think it's great. Yeah. yeah. He is so good. Yeah. So how we've taught, we've told you everybody thing about how the chosen has changed us, but how has it changed you? Um, my gosh, I'm not the same person, you know, like how they say, uh, one of the, the famous lines of the chosen that's said by Mary Magdalene. She says, I was one way and now I'm completely different. Yeah, and uh-huh. what happened in between was him. Yeah. It's an incredible line that like, doesn't just happen once. I feel like, like, yes, we, mm-hmm. we become saved. Right. And that really changes us spiritually, but like, it's the continual, the continual, like, just renewal of that and diving. Yeah. yeah the relationship mm-hmm. and, and growing in that and growing your faith. And like, um, you know, ever since the chosen, like, yes, there's there, I I've had ups and downs and I've had moments where like, I'm not praying as much, or like, I'm not reading in my devotionals as much, but then I realize like, I realize what that's like when I'm not in it and how I feel like when I'm not like talking to God and I'm not spending yeah. time praying and just like really meditating on, on some things. And, um, it's made me realize like how much I do need him to continue for me to continue doing what I'm doing and, and feeling fulfilled and, and, um, continuing my, my career and what else I can be doing. Like I'm also Mm -hmm. dabbling in speaking now, which is absolutely insane. (laughs) Uh, Like I'm not a speaker, but like, I now like God has literally opened that door for me that I didn't want. It just, came I didn't pray for I didn't want it and I I remember like telling God like why I don't want like I don't want to speak in front of people didn't you just talk to like 20,000 people I think I saw yeah I did I said a couple of words and I I tried my best to answer it was like four questions in one it felt like but I did my best with like the time that I had in answering it and I you know I kind of black out in those moments because I was like I am the only one talking right now in a room of 20,000 people and they 
are listening to only me. Okay. Yeah, and you have to be yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not acting. I'm so nervous. Yeah. And it's yourself. <laughs> it's so much harder to it be is so much harder. yourself than it is to like act in front of everybody right. watching you have this emotional breakdown, you know, with. <laughs> okay. I have a little off the cuff question when they were auditioning for, for people for the chosen, were they looking at only believers or was there, was that like a, so no. there's any yeah, Dallas did not make that like a, a thing. He just wanted to find the best person for the okay. role. Yeah. And that included everybody from like also it didn't you know all of we're all from different countries too like oh, wow. yeah. we're not all of middle eastern descent uh-huh. um and that included just like there it wasn't a question of like oh do you right. believe do you know right. god yeah. it was just yeah. like here's the script do yeah. your best and we'll we'd love to see it and if you're the you know if you were the the right person <laughs> for the role and i feel like god had his hand in all of that too because yeah. believe it or not i feel like on set there's no denying that there's something special. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay. Speaking of something special, yeah. you're a newlywed, right? Like you were married I last did. May. Yeah. <laughs> so you're still within the first year. So that's pretty yeah. awesome. I know. So we, yes. We have to say a happy early anniversary. Oh, happy early anniversary. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so how did you meet your husband? I met Steven. Um, I was bartending at a restaurant in Atlanta um, while I was also acting and he had just moved down from, from New York and, um, he moved down to take a job with coaching for the Academy for Atlanta United. So, um, Atlanta United is our MLS team here in Atlanta. And then they have like, uh, the Academy where, um, from age 12 to, uh, 17 and they're basically like molding and just making, um, these incredible little soccer players <laughs> and they're, uh, they're developing them to either become pro or, um, or maybe go to college anyway. So when he, when he came into raise on the river, it's where I was working at the time. Um, I was bartending and I, I happened to pick up that shift and I normally don't work Fridays. And so, um, it was just interesting, like just kind of chatter back and forth. Um, and, um, he, you know, he was by himself and I just was doing my job and like talking to him and he was asking me stuff about why I'm here in Atlanta. And then he, I asked him about, you know, what he does. And he tried to explain all of that, that I just explained. <laughs> and I was just like lost. Cause I was like, I don't know anything about soccer. And he thought it was so funny that like a Brazilian knows very little about soccer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just so funny, but he, uh, he ended up leaving his number but I didn't do anything with it because I was dating somebody at the time plot twist. Right. And then, um, (laughs) the guy, the guy that I was seeing was also working there. And like, it was just so awkward that like, cause he was working also, um, in another area in the Uh the bar and just like, it was just so funny. So I actually didn't see Steven for like almost a year. Cause I had also left the restaurant. I went to a different one, but then, um, I got together with some of my old friends from that restaurant and we were having brunch together. And one of them was going to an Atlanta United game with, um, her boyfriend. And I was like, Oh, those sound like so much fun. It kind of sounds familiar. I was like, tickets expensive. I'm like, can we come? Oh, actually like we got free tickets from Steve. She's like, do you remember Steve, that guy that would come in? Um, he would only come in Fridays. I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I think I remember him. And I was like, yeah, how could I forget? Like, I could tell that there was something 
a, you know, something yeah. there, but I didn't know until like a year later that like, oh, that was, that was special. That was like, that was another God, like yeah, little, you know, um, thing. So yeah, yeah the spark. And, um, <laughs> and so us just being silly girls, we were like, oh my gosh, let's find him on Instagram. So, <laughs> so we looked him up and he was on private. So we we're like, what? Oh no. We also, so then we all followed him like all five or six of us. We just started following him at the same time. But then when he went, um, he went that Friday to, to the restaurant, it was like his little spot after work at the end of the week. And my friend who was still working there, she was like, oh my gosh, she's like, Steve, we're so sorry. We stalked you. We all started following you at the same time. Ha ha ha. Like we were just joking around. We're trying to like, you know, like just find out uh, your profile page. And so he was like, I was wondering why, like all of these random girls started following me at the same time. He was like, wow, like, what is this? So then he actually pulled up my profile and he showed it to my friend. He was like, is she, is she single? like is she single now like where has she been kind of thing and yeah. she's like, oh she is single now and so he <laughs> messaged me and it was sweet and then uh, made our you know date and then that yes was- yeah <laughs> I don't know if things are more complicated now with all of that or like we've been married it almost made years. it easier for them we'll be 30 yeah. years this year married yeah. and yeah, can you, yeah thank, thank you. you can you imagine if we had social media back then oh, I don't know. Know. well <laughs> We were very similar. She was dating. You were actually engaged to my roommate. And then they broke up. We were in college. And then they broke up. And then a year later, I needed her to play softball on a co-ed team. Yeah. So that's how we got back together. So almost, it was pretty much a year later. Yeah. That's so cool. That's kind of like, actually, I didn't see him for a whole like year. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. And then we got married on that softball field at home. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) Oh, I love softball. I played in high school and then I did play two years in a co-ed league here in Atlanta. Oh, did you? That's so cool. What position did you play in high school? I would always switch between second and shortstop. So I like was always in. So you're pretty good then. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's so fun. Yeah. We, oh, we still try to play a little bit. Yeah. We're a little older than we used to be. He's still really fast and good. Um, That's great. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. It's so fun. All right. So what's next for you? Like what's on your plate right now? And and when, tell me when season I three know. comes out. Oh my gosh. So right now what's on my plate is um, we, I am, I'm going to be flying to San Diego next week to do a, a talk for, um, um, kids grade, uh, what is it? I think their, their age is 12 to 12 to 18. So, uh, junior high to high school. So I'm doing that. Um, and then I'll, I'll be doing another like, um, event type appearance in, um, uh, California again as well for the chosen and with some of the castmates and that'll be fun. And then, we are indeed still waiting for official dates for season. <laughs> They've had us waiting on like, like dangling. Like, like, yeah. They've had us waiting. Yeah. We're anxious. We're excited. Um, we're just now starting to get our scripts. So oh, okay. Okay. Exciting. We're reading that. Yay. And um, yeah, we're just waiting for the logistics side of, of everything so to, to figure out um, all the business paperwork last cool. yeah and then we'll have some some official dates but i'm thinking it's still scheduled for the end of april 
Okay. Um, maybe beginning of May. Okay, that's pretty soon then. Yeah. yeah. Will you be yeah. back in Texas or are they filming in Texas again? So most of it will be Texas. Yeah. And, um, but I do know that they filmed some stuff in Utah in season two. I don't yeah. know if they will. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Um, but I do know for the majority of it, it seems like it will be Texas. So we can come say hi, and then she can sub on our co-ed softball team. Oh, there you go. Yeah, on my day off. It's only an hour away. We'll go get her. Yeah, we'll give you a run. Yeah, that'll be so fun. Oh, gosh. Lara, we just thank you so much for taking time with us today. We love hearing all the stories and all of your stories, and you're just delightful with your naturally curly hair, and you're so pretty. Oh, thank you. It took a while to let them all grow out again. Yes, yeah. Straighten the heck out of it growing up, and then oh, of course, like everybody did. I'm a hairdresser by by trade, so I appreciate. I used to relax it all the time. Yeah. Oh, did you? No, it's beautiful. (laughs) So bad. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Beautiful, and we just thank you for taking time with us today. We hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And we'll be praying for your San Diego trip. We know you're nervous, so we'll be praying for you. you. I really am. It's only my second time, like talking by myself about yeah. Yeah. telling my story essentially and, and yeah. everything. so it is scary but yeah. you know, gotta do it you did a yeah. great job of being yourself today thank you <laughs> practicing over here right that's, very <laughs> true. that's right it was thank really great to talk to you you too nice hey. wonderful day in hot Atlanta yeah oh it's windy and cold now but that's yeah. right <laughs> take Hopefully care the warm is coming you too uh, yeah right. <laughs> bye. bye we'll see you Eek! I told you that was so good. It was so good. She's so delightful. She is. She's oh precious. I'm totally. Yeah. I'm gonna hold her too. Playing softball with us. Maybe she will. She probably doesn't have a lot of time. She probably doesn't have a lot of time. Do you think they'd miss her if we just like kidnapped her for a night? If she didn't have any scenes, maybe they would miss her for a half a day or an evening. Maybe not. We'll feed her too. She likes the food. Yeah. I mean, come on. We can go to Tex Mex. Fresh yeah. in Burleson here is pretty good. That's right. So we'll, so we'll hit her up and see. Yeah, we'll, we'll just see. <laughs> <laughs> she was pretty amazing. I loved hearing about that scene that she was um, that she filmed in season one, episode four with Peter, where she just laid it all out there. I mean, it was so good. Yeah, it was it, that relationship between those two gets me every time. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like we were talking with her. It's just like a real portrait of her marriage. Yeah. Like he has his weaknesses, she has her, hers, yep. and then they just, they figure it out. Yeah. And they, they love each other enough to figure it out. Oh, kind of like us. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we love this interview. We hope you did too. And hearty party five and up, over and up. We'll see you next time. <laughs>